we arrive on the chapter regarding the adhkar that are done in relation to the prayer, inside of the prayer, in the ruku', in the standing, in the sujood, in the sitting, between the prostrations. That is the chapter we'll begin on today. Adhkaru ruku'i wal qiyami minhu was sujood wal jilsah. So here he mentions وَرَدَ فِي هَذَا أَنْوَاعٌ مِنَ الْأَذْكَارِ وَالْأَدْعِيَةِ وَفِيمَا يَلِي عَرْضٌ لِجُمْلَةٍ مِنَ النُّصُوصِ الْوَارِدَةِ فِي هَذَا الْبَابِ مَعَ إِضَاحِ شَيْءٍ مِنْ مَعَانِيهَا وَدَلَالَتِهَا That there are many du'as that have been mentioned in regards to the prayer in the ruku'ah, in the standing, in the prostration, in the sitting between the prostrations, there are many du'as that are mentioned. And so he says, we will mention some of those here now. Firstly then, Rawa Muslimun fi sahihihi an Hudayfa radiyallahu anhu qal, صَلَّيْتُ مَعَ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ ذَاتَ لَيْلَةٍ فَافْتَتَحَ الْبَقَرَةِ فَقُلْتُ يَرْكَعُ عِنْدَ الْمِئَةِ ثُمَّ مَضَى فَقُلْتُ يُصَلِّي بِهَا فِي رَكَعَةِ فَمَضَى فَقُلْتُ يَرْكَعُ بِهَا ثُمَّ افْتَتَحَ النساء فقرأها ثم افتتح آل عمران فقرأها يقرأ مترسلا إذا مر بآية فيها تسبيح سبح وإذا مر بسؤال سأل وإذا مر بتعوذ تعوذ ثم ركع فجعل يقول سبحان ربي العظيم فكان ركوعه نحوا من قيامه ثم قال سمع الله لمن حمده ثم قال طويلا قريبا مما ركع ثم قام طويلا قريبا مما ركع ثم سجد فقال سبحان ربي الأعلى فكان سجوده قريبا من قيامه In this hadith in Sahih Muslim Hudayfa رضي الله عنه He says that I prayed with the Prophet ﷺ one night. The night prayer. 
One night in the night prayer, Hudayfa radiyallahu anhu joined with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam to pray with him. So he says, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam began reciting from Surah Al-Baqarah. In the night prayer, he started with Surah Al-Baqarah. Alif, la, mim, thalik, al-kitab. And he began reciting. And he recited and recited and recited. And Hudayfa says, I thought maybe he's going to recite a hundred ayahs and maybe he'll do the ruku' there. I thought maybe when he gets to a hundred, he'll probably stop there, do the ruku' there. ثُمَّ مَضَى But the Prophet ﷺ got to a hundred ayahs of Surah Al-Baqarah and carried on, carried on past the one hundred. He said, then I thought maybe he'll do Surah Al-Baqarah within the raka'ah. يُصَلِّي بِهَا فِي رَكَعَةٍ فَمَضَى but then he continued and continued still up until iftataha nisa he finished all of surah al-baqarah still in the same raka'ah hasn't done ruku' yet recited the whole of surah al-baqarah and then after that started surah an-nisa ya ayyuhan nas began with surah an-nisa and recited it, recited it, recited it, finished it. Still hasn't done ruku' yet. Then after that, he started Ali Imran. Alif Lam Mim. Began reciting, reciting, reciting. And he mentions every time there was glorification of Allah in the ayat, he would do it. Every time there was a question within the ayat, he would ask it. Every time there was seeking refuge in Allah, he would do so. So he ended up reciting Al-Baqarah, Al-Nisa, Al-Imran. Then he finally did the ruku'ah. And he said, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. And his ruku'ah was about the same length as how long he had stood. Then, he said, Allahu liman hamida. And he stood for about as long as he had done the ruku'ah. Then he prostrated and said, Subhana Rabbi al-A'la, and his prostration was about as long as he had stood. How long had he stood? Al-Baqarah. Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah Al-Imran, Surah Al-Nisa. If you recite all of those three, even if you recite quick, even if you recite quick, Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah Al-Imran, and Surah Al-Nisa, if you look at the Mus'haf, that takes you to about a hundred and five pages. About a hundred and five pages in the Mus'haf. When you look in the Mus'haf, about a hundred and five pages thereabouts, you can check. Al-Baqarah, Ali Imran, An-Nisa. 
he recited a hundred pages or more. More than a hundred pages. That takes a while. A hundred pages is five juz. Al-Baqarah, Al-Imran, Al-Nisa is five juz, thereabouts. He recited five juz in one rak'ah. To recite five juz takes a while. Even if you're so fast with speed, it's going to take you at least, if you do it with speed, 20 minutes per juz, minimum, minimum. Even with speed. And this was not how the messenger was reciting. Let's say on average, for a person to do it now, if you went and did that, on average it would take you at least half an hour per juz of recitation, at least, for the average person. So five juz is... Two and a half, three hours. Two and a half hours, maybe three hours, depending on your style of recitation. Two and a half to three hours. Let's call it two and a half hours at least. Half an hour per juz for the average person now if you did that. Even for the ones who are sharp in their memory and they can recite and recite and recite, you're not going to get it quicker than 15-20 minutes per juz. So even at the quickest, you're at one hour 40 minutes if you say 20 minutes per juz. At least two hours. About two hours to two and a half hours in the standing up. Which means then, if you're going to do the same type of ruku' and then the same type of standing and the same type of prostration, that is an extremely long prayer. And that's why there are some narrations, whether it's this one or a different one, where one of the companions said he was praying with the messenger and he recited and recited and recited, to the extent that the companion mentioned, in one of the narrations that I was thinking, shall I just break away and go? In another one it mentions about, I was leaning on a stick, because the messenger was standing for so long. So in this prayer, in this hadith, it mentions how the messenger prayed, how long he prayed, and this is still done. There are, in certain places we hear about the students, you're not going to do it in a mosque, with the common people and everybody there, of course not. But when it's amongst the students only, in certain places, in the universities, other places, they may do things like this, Al-Baqarah, all of it in one rak'ah, or Ali Imran, all of it in one rak'ah, An-Nisa, all of it in one rak'ah, maybe both of them in one rak'ah. It is possible, it can be done. And so the messenger, that's what he did here. The recitation of Al-Baqarah, Ali Imran, An-Nisa, five juz thereabouts, all of it in one rak'ah. But the point of the narration here in this chapter is that when the messenger got to the, to the ruku'ah, then he recited, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. Subhana, glory be to Allah, free of all imperfections. Rabbi, my Lord, Al-Azim, the Great. That glory be to my Lord, the Great, free of all imperfections. That is the general meaning of that. فَفِي هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ مَشْرُوعِيَّةِ أَنْ يَقُولَ الْمُسْلِمُ فِي رُكُوعِهِ سُبْحَانَ رَبِّيَ الْعَظِيمِ وَفِي سُجُودِهِ سُبْحَانَ رَبِّيَ الْأَعْلَى So it is legislated for a Muslim to say سُبْحَانَ رَبِّيَ الْعَظِيمِ in the ruku' 
and Subhana Rabbi al A'la in the prostration. قال ابن القيم رحمه الله تعالى فشرع للراكع أن يذكر عظمة ربه في حال خفاضه وهو تطامنه وخضوعه وأنه سبحانه يوصف بوصف عظمته عما يضاد كبرياءه وجلاله وعظمته So here when we say Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim that my Lord is the greatest, free of all imperfections and any deficiencies. You're saying that whilst you are in the position of bowing to Allah. So that indicates you are in a position of submission to Allah and you are affirming the greatness of Allah. And that comes together. The servant shows his humility by bowing to Allah and then affirming the greatness of Allah in that position. To show that you are small in front of your creator, just a small creation. And you are showing and stating the greatness of Allah whilst bowing to him. So it is appropriate to say, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim, in the state of bowing. And that is the best dua that a person recites in the state of bowing, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ سُبْحَانَهُ أَمَرَ الْعِبَادَ بِذَلِكَ وَعِيَّنَ الْمَبْلَغُ عَنْهُ السَّفِيرُ بَيْنَهُ وَبَيْنَ عِبَادِهِ المبلغ هذا المحل لهذا الذكر So this is the dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded his servants to recite at this time in the ruku' and عَيَّنَ المبلغ أو عين المبلغ عنه السفير بينه وبين عباده هذا المحل والمبلغ عين المبلغ so here in this case it mentions about how this amount of the recitation or this form of the dua it was then reported for it to be done at that time in the time of the ruku' and then there is the ayah in the Qur'an that mentions that, فَسَبِّحْ بِاسْمِ رَبِّكَ الْعَظِيمِ فَسَبِّحْ بِاسْمِ رَبِّكَ الْعَظِيمِ Which means, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. And do the tasbih of the, of the name of your Lord the Great. Which is to say, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. And in the hadith, there's a hadith where the Prophet said, اِجْعَلُوهَا فِي رُكُوعِكُمْ Make that dua in your ruku'ah. The dua, subhana rabbi al-azim. As for the prostration, then that is, shuri'a fihi min al-thana'i ala Allahi ma yunasibu. Then it is legislated to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with what is appropriate and suitable for him. And so you say, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. فَهَذَا أَفْضَلُ مَا يُقَالُ فِيهِ That is the best of the dua that can be said in the prostration. Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. That glorification free of any deficiency or shortcoming is my Lord, the Most High. And that... 
is very appropriate as well, as Sheikh Al-Athaymeen mentioned, as Sheikh Abdul Razak mentions here, to say, glory be to my Lord, free of all imperfections, the Most High. Because when you're saying that, you are the most low, you're in prostration right down on the ground, it's the lowest you can get. From your standing position to put your head on the ground, that's the lowest you can get your body. You are the lowest you can get, and you're saying yet, my Lord, the Most High. Glory be to my Lord, the Most High. And you, at that time when you're saying it, are the most low. And that is an appropriate match. The servant is low, and the Creator is high. So when you're in that low state, then you speak of the greatness and the highness of Allah, it shows your level of servitude to Allah. And more than that, as Shaykh Al-Athameen said, it's not just that you're lowering yourself when you're saying it, and saying Allah my Lord the Most High. More than just lowering yourself, you are lowering the most honorable part of your body down onto the ground where people's feet cross over. Your face. The most honorable part of your body, your face, you're putting it down on the ground where people's feet tread upon. Showing the ultimate level of your servitude to Allah. The most honorable body part down into the ground, into the dust. And then saying, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. But my Lord is free of deficiency, the most high. And yet you, you have deficiency and you are low. So that position is very appropriate for you to be affirming the highness of Allah whilst showing your lowness. You are just a small creation and in humility and servitude before Allah, lowering your face, the most honorable part of your body down into the dust to make that dua and that praise of Allah. It is mentioned by Ibn al-Qayyim, وَكَانَ وَصْفُ الرَّبِّ بِالْعُلُوِّ فِي هَذِي الْحَالِ فِي غَايَةِ الْمُنَاسَبَةِ That to mention the highness of Allah in that situation when you are right down low is the most appropriate thing. Most appropriate. الَّذِي قَدْ إِنْحَطَّ إِلَى الصُّفْلْ عَلَى وَجْهِهِ Because the person has gone down to the ground on his face. فَذَكَرَ عُلُوَّ رَبِّهِ فِي حَالَ سُقُوتِهِ So the servant remembers the highness of his Lord whilst he has fallen to the lowest he can be. وَهُوَ كَمَا ذَكَرَ عَظَمَتُهُ فِي حَالِ خُضُوعِهِ فِي رُكُوعِهِ نَزَّهَ رَبَّهُ عَمَّا لَا يَلِيقُ بِهِ مِمَّا يُضَادُّ عَظَمَتَهُ عِلُوَّ So then, just as you mention the greatness of your Lord in the Ruku'ah, then you also free Allah from any deficiencies and anything that opposes the greatness of Allah and His Highness. And it is mentioned in Al-Bukhari and Muslim from the hadith of Aisha, radiyallahu anha, that she said, كَانَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ يُكْثِرُ أَنْ يَقُولُ أو أَنْ يَقُولَ فِي رُكُوعِهِ وَسُجُودِهِ That the Prophet ﷺ used to 
say in his ruku' and in his sujood plentifully, a lot, Subhanakallahumma rabbana wa bihamdika, Allahumma ghfirli. Wayatawwal al-Qur'an. So this is something as well. This is something as well. Subhanakallahumma rabbana wa bihamdika, Allahumma ghfirli. Subhanaka, glory be to you, free of any deficiencies and shortcomings. Allahumma Rabbana, our Lord, Allah, my Lord, our Lord, wabihamdika, and by all of your praise, Allahumma ghfirli, O Allah, forgive me. That is taken from the ayah in the Quran. Fasabbih bihamdi rabbika wastaghfirhu, innahu kana tawaba. The ayah is telling you, do the tasbih of Allah, by the praise of Allah, and seek forgiveness from Him. فَسَبِّحْ Do the tasbih. بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ By the praises of your Lord. وَاسْتَغْفِرْهُ And do the istighfar. So that's what the messenger used to do by saying, سُبْحَانَكَ اللَّهُمَّ رَبَّنَا وَبِحَمْدِكَ اللَّهُمَّ اغْفِرْلِي That is implementing exactly what the ayah says to do. فَكَانَ يُكْثِرُ أَنْ يَقُولَ فِي رُكُوعِهِ وَسُجُودِهِ سُبْحَانَكَ اللَّهُمَّ رَبَّنَا وَبِحَمْدِكَ اللَّهُمَّ غْفِرْلِي So he used to say that a lot in his ruku' and in his sujood. And there are other du'as. رَوَى مُسْلِمٌ فِي صَحِيحِهِ عَنْهَا رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا أَنَّ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ كَانَ يَقُولُ فِي رُكُوعِهِ وَفِي سُجُودِهِ سُبُّوحٌ قُدُّوسٌ رَبُّ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَالْرُوحِ سُبُّوحٌ قُدُّوسٌ These are two of the names of Allah. هُمَا إِسْمَانِ لِلَّهِ دَالَّانِ عَلَى تَعْظِيمِ اللَّهِ وَتَنْزِيهِهِ سُبْحَانَهُ عَنْ كُلِّ مَا لَا يَلِيقُ بِهِ مِنَ النَّقَائِسِ وَالْعِيُوبِ So these are two of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that indicate the greatness of Allah and how Allah is free of any deficiencies or shortcomings from any type of affair that is not befitting of Him, any type of deficiency, any type of shortcoming, Allah is free of that. That's what these two names indicate. Subbuhun Qudusun. And also that Allah is free of anything resembling him. That anything should resemble Allah from his creation in the specifics, his specifics and his attributes of perfection. And then, رَبُّ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَالْرُوحِ The Lord of the angels and the spirit. فِيهِ ذَكَرَ رُبُوبِيَّةَ اللَّهِ لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ عُمُومًا ثُمَّ خَصَّ بِالذِّكْرِ جِبْرِيلِ So here, رَبُّ الْمَلَائِكَةِ The Lord of all the angels. And then, الروح is talking about Jibreel. The Lord of the angels and Jibreel. He is الروح الأمين. The trustworthy one, Jibreel alayhi salam. Because he is the best of all the angels. The best of all the angels and at the lead 
the head of all of the angels. And he's the one that used to bring down the revelation to the messenger. وَإِنَّهُ لَتَنزِيلُ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ نَزَلَ بِهِ الرُّوحُ الْأَمِينَ That it is the revelation from the Lord of all of creation. الرُّوحُ الْأَمِينَ The trustworthy one has come down with it. That is Jibreel alayhi salam. عَلَى قَلْبِكَ لِتَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُنْذِرِينَ he has come down with that revelation upon your heart so that you may be from the warners with the clear Arabic language upon the clear Arabic tongue. And the reason why Jibreel is known as the Ruh, which normally is the soul, the reason why Jibreel is known as the Ruh, which otherwise we say is the soul, is because كَانَ يَنزِلُ بِالْوَحِي أَلَّذِي بِهِ حَيَاتُ الْقُلُوبِ Because he used to come down with the revelation, and that revelation is what brings life to the hearts, life to your soul, the revelation. And so he is known as the Ruh, in relation to the soul, to your heart, because the revelation that he brings, it creates that life in your soul and your heart. Otherwise, you are dead inside without the revelation and without your Lord. In another narration, it now mentions from the companion Auf ibn Malik al-Ashja'i, رضي الله عنه قال. قُمْتُ مَعَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ لَيْلَةً He says, one night I prayed the night prayer with the Prophet ﷺ. فَقَامَ فَقَرَأَ سُورَةَ الْبَقَرَةِ And so the Prophet ﷺ stood and recited Suratul Al-Baqarah. لَا يَمُرُّ بِآيَةِ رَحْمَةٍ إِلَّا وَقَفَ فَسَأَلَهِ He did not go past any ayah that spoke about the mercy of Allah, except that he stopped and asked for the mercy of Allah. وَلَا يَمُرُّ بِآيَةِ عَذَابٍ إِلَّا وَقَفَ فَتَعَوَّذَهِ And he did not recite any ayah regarding the punishment, except that he stopped and sought refuge in Allah from that punishment. Then, قَالْ ثُمَّ رَكَعَ بِقَدْرِ قِيَامِهِ then he bowed for as long as he stood. يَقُولُ فِي رُكُوعِهِ And he was saying in his ruku' سُبْحَانَ ذِي الْجَبَرُوتِ وَالْمَلَكُوتِ وَالْكِبْرِيَاءِ وَالْعَظَمَاتِ ثُمَّ سَجَدَ بِقَدْرِ قِيَامِهِ Then he prostrated as long as he stood. ثُمَّ قَالَ فِي سُجُودِهِ مِثْلَ ذَلِكَ And he said the same thing in his prostration. ثُمَّ قَامَ فَقَرَأَ بِآلِ عِمْرًا ثُمَّ قَرَأَ سُورَةً سُورَةً Then when he stood up again in the next raka'ah, he recited Ali Imran. And then surah by surah, he recited. So in this one it mentions, in the ruku' and in the sujood, he recited سُبْحَانَ ذِي الْجَبَرُوتِ وَالْمَلَكُوتِ وَالْكِبْرِيَاءِ وَالْعَظَمَاتِ This Subhana ذِي الْجَبَرُوتِ وَالْمَلَكُوتِ 
الجبروت والملكوت فعلوت من الجبر والملك كالرحموت والرغبوت والرهبوت فعلوت من الرحمة والرغبة والرهبة والعرب تقول نعم سهيا الجبروت الملكوت it is indicating that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala subhanahu Subhana always indicating the freedom of Allah from any deficiency. Subhana when they say glory be to Allah, meaning that He is free of any deficiencies, free of any shortcomings. Al-Jabarut, Al-Malakut, indicating the power and the might and the control that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has. Yatadhamman min ma'ani asma'i Allahi wa sifatihi دل عليه معنى الملك الملك والجبار والملك والجبار. So this indicates the meanings of the names of Allah, al-Malik and al-Jabbar. That he is the king, the owner, the mighty, the powerful. Those are the meanings. And also al-Kibriya wal-Adama. These are two attributes that are very similar and nobody else is deserving of them except Allah. Al-Kibriya wal-Adama indicating the greatness of Allah. That He is the greatest. The greatness of Allah. Nobody else has that type of greatness. قال الله عز وجل الكبرياء ردائي والعظمة إزاري فمن نازعني واحدا منهما قضفته في النار. The Kibriya is my, I mean the literal, the way that the narration mentions it, the Kibriya, that Greatness is my garment, wal-adama is the other garment. So whomsoever disputes me in those, then I will throw him into the hellfire. Indicating this kibriya, this adama, this greatness of Allah, is of a specific nature to Allah that nobody else has that level of al-kibriya, of that greatness. فجعل العظمة بمنزلة الإزار والكبرياء بمنزلة الرداء. So this indicates that these two are specific to Allah. Then one more that is mentioned here from Ali ibn Abi Talib رضي الله عنه في حديث طويل أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا ركع قال that when he used to bow he would say اللهم اللهم لك ركعت. Oh Allah, for you I have bowed. وَبِكَ آمَنْتُ And for in you I believe. In you I believe. وَلَكَ أَسْلَمْتُ And I have submitted myself for you. خَشَعَ لَكَ سَمِعِي وَبَصَرِي وَمُخِي وَعَظَمِي وَعَصَبِي That all of my hearing, my seeing, my mind, my bones, my veins, everything is submitted to you. وَإِذَا رَفَعَ And when he would rise up, he would say, اللهم ربنا لك الحمد ملء السماوات وملء الأرض وملء ما بينهما وملء ما شئت من شيء بعد. اللهم ربنا لك الحمد. Oh Allah, my, our Lord, for you is the praise. ملء السماوات, the fill of the heavens. For you is the praise, the fill of the heavens. وَمِلْءَ الْأَرْضِ And the fill of the earth. وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا And all of that which is in between them. وَمِلْءَ مَا شِئْتَ مِنْ شَيْءٍ بَعْدِ And the fill of anything else you 
uh, will after that. Meaning the ultimate complete praise is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That was in the ruku' when rising. And then uh, when prostrating, Allahumma laka sajadtu. Oh Allah, I have prostrated for you. I have prostrated for you. Wabika amantu. And I have believed in you. Walaka aslamtu. And I have submitted for you. Sajada wajhi lilladhi khalaqahu wa sawwarahu wa shakka sam'ahu wa basara. My face has prostrated to the one that created it and formed it and and formed the hearing and the seeing of it. Tabarakallahu ahsan al-khaliqeen. Blessed is Allah, the best of all creators. That is the dua he would mention in the prostration. Oh Allah, I have prostrated for you and believed in you and submitted for you. And my face has prostrated to you, the one who created it. And, and made the appearance of it. And formed the hearing and the seeing of it. Blessed be Allah, the best of all creators. Those are some of the du'as mentioned for the ruku' and the sujood. Then some further du'as mentioned in the chapter following on from the hadith of Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu. It mentions that the messenger said, إِذَا قَالَ الْإِمَامُ when the Imam says, سَمِعَ اللَّهُ لِمَنْ حَمِدَ Allah hears the one who praises him. فَقُولُوا Then say, اللَّهُمَّ رَبَّنَا وَلَا رَبَّنَا لَكَ الْحَمْدِ That oh Allah, our Lord, the praise is for you. فَإِنَّهُ مَنْ وَافَقَ قَوْلُهُ قَوْلَ الْمَلَائِكَةِ غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِهِ Because the one who says that at the same time as the angels then his sins are forgiven that have gone by. To say, Rabbana, uh, when he, Sami Allah Allah Hamida, Rabbana laka alhamd. Allahumma Rabbana laka alhamd. There are different versions of that. Allahumma Rabbana laka alhamd. Rabbana laka alhamd. Rabbana wa laka alhamd. There are a few different wordings of that one. In this one it says, Allahumma Rabbana laka alhamd. So whoever says that, then, Along with the angels, his past sins are forgiven. So, it mentions in another wording, you can say, Allahumma Rabbana walaka alhamd. And Ibn al-Qayyim said, La yuhmal amra hadhi al-waw fi qawlihi Rabbana walaka alhamd. Fa'innahum qad nadiba al-amr biha fi al-sahihayn. Wa hiya taj'al al-kalam fi taqdiri jumlatin qa'imatin bi'anfusihima. Ibn al-Qayyim said, you should not forget about the version with the wow, Allahumma Rabbana walaka alhamd. Because with the version of the wow, that makes it like two separate sentences. Oh Allah, our Lord. And then on top of that, and to you is all the praise. So affirming the Lordship of Allah, and then affirming the praise to Allah. And then in another version, Allahumma Rabbana لَكَ الْحَمْدُ مِلْءَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمِلْءَ الْأَرْضِ وَمِلْءَ مَا بَيْنَهُمَا وَمِلْءَ مَا شِئْتَ مِنْ شَيْءٍ بَعْدُ That's the one we just mentioned. That, O oh Allah, all praises to you with the fill of the heavens and the fill of the earth and the fill of everything between them and the fill of anything else you will after that.
This is indicating the great amount of praise that you are directing for Allah. Then also it is mentioned in Sahih Muslim from the hadith of Abu Sa'id al-Khudri. Kana Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi When the messenger raised his head from the ruku' he would say, Rabbana laka alhamdu mil asamawati wal ardi wa mil ama shi'ta min shay'in ba'du. Ahla thana'i wal majdi. Ahaqu ma qala al-abdu wa kulluna laka abdun. Allahumma la mani'a lima a'atayt wa la mu'atiya lima mana'at. وَلَا يَنْفَعُ ذَا الْجِدِّ مِنْكَ الْجَدِّ So here in this dua, the beginning is the same. That our Lord, all the praises for you, the fill of the heavens and the earth, and the fill of anything else after that. But then it mentions, أَحَقُّ مَا قَالَ الْعَبْدِ Meaning this praise is the most deserving thing that a servant could say. وَكُلُّنَا لَكَ عَبْدٍ And we are all your servants. And then, لَا مَانِعَ لِمَا عَطِيتَ وَلَا مُعْطِيَ لِمَا مَنَعَتَ This is common. You hear it in other du'as, that there is nobody who can prevent what you give. And nobody can give what you prevent. Nobody can prevent what you give. And nobody can give what you prevent. This indicates... Your recognition that everything is in the control of Allah. Anything you are given, anything you are prevented, it is all under the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah is the one who gives, Allah is the one who holds back those affairs from you. When the calamity comes to you, when the goodness comes to you, when the goodness is held back from you, all of those affairs, they are from Allah. As it mentions in the Qur'an, that if Allah takes a hold of you with some evil, then there is nobody who can remove that from you. And if anybody, and if he wants goodness for you, then there is nobody who can repel that. If he wants goodness for you, nobody can stop that. And also, وَلَا يَنْفَعْ ذَا الْجَدِّ مِنْكَ الْجَدِّ Meaning that there is nobody who can save themselves from your power and might. That what you decree upon them, it will occur. And there is nobody who can save themselves from that. And it's mentioned in Al-Bukhari, كُنَّا يَوْمًا نُصَلِّ وَرَاءَ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى عِسَى اللَّهِ فَلَمَّا رَفَعَ رَأْسَهُ مِنَ الرَّكَعَةِ قَالْ that on one occasion we were praying with the messenger when he raised his head, he said, سَمِعَ اللَّهُ لِمَنْ حَمِدَ From the ruku' قَالَ رَجُلٌ وَرَاءُهُ A man in the, in the congregation, he said, رَبَّنَا وَلَكَ الْحَمْدُ حَمْدًا كَثِيرًا طَيِّبًا مُبَارَكًا فِيهِ He said it out loud in the prayer. فَلَمَّا صَرَفَ When the prayer finished, the messenger said, مَنِ الْمُتَكَلِّمُ Who's the one who spoke? Who's the one who spoke? The man said, أنا. It was me. Then the messenger said, رَأَيْتُ بِضْعَةً وَثَلَاثِينَ مَلَكًا يَبْتَدِرُونَهَا أَيُّهُمْ يَكْتُبُهَا أَوَّلٍ He said, the messenger said, I saw thirty odd angels um, hastening to see which one of them could write down this good word of yours first. Meaning he approved of that. 
it was approved of to say uh, uh, after the ruku'ah, after saying Allahu liman hamida, when the Imam says that, for you to say Rabbana walakal hamd, hamdan kathiran tayyiban mubarakan fi. A man said it out loud in the prayer. Afterwards, the messenger, when he finished, he said, Who spoke? The man said, It was me. The messenger said, I saw 30 odd angels hastening to be the first one to write down that good deed of yours. So, hamdan kathiran tayyiban mubarakan. A great amount of praise, of good praise, of blessedness for you. This is all highlighting the praise of Allah. And it informs us even more of that. The fact that the angels were competing to quickly be the first one to write that into his good deeds. Such was the goodness of that statement and that dua. Uh, The hadith indicates to us that there are many angels that write down. Uh, many angels that are writing كَثْرَةُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ الْكَاتِبِينَ وَمَحَبَّةُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ الْخَيْرِ وَالْأَوَالِهِ وَتَسَابُقُهُمْ وَتَنَافُسُهُمْ فِي That the angels are many and they write down and they love the people of goodness and they love goodness and they hasten and compete to write down that goodness. And also, فِي الْحَدِيثِ خُصُوصِيَّةِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ بِالرُّؤْيَةِ هَأُولَاءِ الْمَلَائِكَةِ one of these specifics of the messenger that he saw these angels. They were in the prayer. All the companions were right behind him. Nobody else saw these 30 angels. The messenger in his prayer saw those 30 angels competing to write down that deed first. Yet nobody else behind the messenger saw any angels. Showing you this was a something specific to the messenger that Allah blessed. The messenger with, he saw the angels and nobody else right there in the congregation saw anything. But then we know that the angels that write down your deeds, there is one angel that writes down your good deeds and one angel that writes down your bad deeds. So how could it be 30 of them competing to write down that good deed? When we know it's only one that writes down your good deeds on the right hand side and one that writes down your bad deeds on the left hand side. So how could it be 30 of them writing that deed? Here the Sheikh says there are different opinions of the scholars regarding that. And the strongest opinion appears to be that the 30 angels in this narration that are being mentioned are not the standard angels that write down your deeds. You have the normal angels, one writing your good deeds, one writing your bad deeds. But these 30 were different to the, norm, to the normal angels. That's uh, the opinion of many of the scholars regarding this. Because the normal angels are just one and one. One for the good deeds, one for the bad deeds. So these 30 were different, other different angels. When they heard that statement, they all wanted to write down that good deed as well. So that is some of the narrations, or those are some of the narrations regarding what a person can recite in the ruku'ah what you can recite in the sujood. Uh, and next time then, inshallah ta'ala, we'll continue with some of the other du'as in other parts of the prayer. Uh, and then it gets to the tashahud, what you should recite in the tashahud. And also the du'a that you can make after the tashahud, but before the salam is given. That's a time to make du'a. So we'll come to those chapters from next time, inshallah ta'ala. Any questions or anything to add up to that?